The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It has a different meaning for people as they go through their lives, right? Because Diwali is super fun, it's super playful, it is about gathering communities. When you're young, it will have a different meaning or way of celebrating it to say maybe when you're older or depending on what your path is in life. But it is something that everyone can celebrate and it's so sweet to see how people from other cultures are so curious about it. Because what's not to love? It's food, it's light, it's celebration. Who doesn't love a good sparkler, right? Have you smelt a sparkler as a grown-up and it takes you back? It's amazing. Honestly, it's just such a distinctive smell and it just takes you back. I don't know if you've done it in the last few years, but find one, spark it up and just enjoy the nostalgia that comes. Welcome to Modern Minorities. This is a show about work and life told through the lens of what makes each of us different. I'm Sharon Lee Tony, a Chinese-American girl born and raised in New York City. And I'm Raman Segal, an Indian-American boy who came from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Through conversations with some really interesting people, we uncover the stories, perspectives, and often unspoken truths about how our guests uniquely experience the world. It doesn't matter where you're from, the color of your skin, or who you love. We're all minorities somehow, but we're no one's model minority. This is a show about all of you, for all of us. Hey, Roman. Hey, Sharon. Happy Diwali. Why, happy Diwali to you too. So, Roman. Uh, yeah, Sharon. What exactly is Diwali? I mean, I know it's a really big deal for all of your people. What do you mean, your people? <laughs> Just the way you said it. I Jeez. know, I know. Gosh. <laughs> Why, Sharon, I am so glad you asked. Diwali is the festival of lights, and it is one of the major festivals celebrated by Hindus, Jain, Sikhs, and some Buddhists of Indian origin. The festival usually lasts five days and is celebrated during the Hindu lunisolar month of Kartika, which varies between October and November of each year. Diwali actually symbolizes a spiritual victory of light over darkness, good over evil, and knowledge over ignorance, which we could use a lot of right now. The festival is widely associated with Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity, with lots of regional traditions connecting the holiday to celebrate the day Ram, who was a reincarnation of the Lord Vishnu, his return from exile to his kingdom of Ayodhya, with his wife Sita and his brother Lakshman, after defeating the demon Lord Robin. Dude, you totally (laughs) read that off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And your point? (laughs) Well, as my token brown friend, you're not just supposed to find stuff on Wikipedia. You're supposed to explain the significance of these things. You know, Sharon, I'm not exactly a model Indian American. (laughs) Well, you do know more than me. And I think we probably need some help from another Roman. Why, hello there. Well, listen to that, you guys. It's friend of the pod, the better Roman Segel. <laughs> no argument. No argument. Roman's dashing and more British doppelganger. Welcome back to Modern Minorities, Roman. I'm so glad someone is going to be able to explain Diwali to me. 
Well, Diwali is the festival of lights and one of the major festivals celebrated by it. And, oh, no, no, no. That's what Roman said. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the worst person ever to ask. So it's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you grow up in the UK where there's like a ton more Indian people? Yeah, but I grew up in Newcastle in the northeast where there's like seven families and they're all my cousins, which is really annoying. <laughs> oh, okay, Sharon, since the other Roman is clearly the inferior Roman right now, I have a much better idea. Hey, Radhika. Hey, Roman, how are you? Oh, so well. It is friend of the pod, musician and multi-hyphenate Radhika Vicaria. Welcome back to Modern Minorities, Radhika. Thanks for having me, you guys. <laughs> okay, so... What is this even about? You've already had us on your podcast and we've shared our like stories and basically had a therapy session with you guys to feed this machine. Like, what do you want from us? Yeah, everything, just everything. Last Chinese New Year, we decided to get deeper on one of the biggest holidays in the world because frankly, I guess most of our audience doesn't know enough about it. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm guessing a lot of our listeners don't know too much about Diwali. Beyond like an episode of The Simpsons or The Office. I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the far superior British version. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get no argument from me. The British office is far superior. But, you know, our Chinese New Year's episode, uh, it was really important because I'm personally trying to figure out how to introduce this cultural traditions for my daughter, right? We figured out Chinese New Year's in my household, still trying to figure out Diwali. And uh, kind of I'm always seeking people who are a little bit more Indian than me. And you're not exactly setting a high bar there, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, I know enough to be dangerous, but I got to ask Radhika and other Roman, what do you guys remember about Diwali growing up? What did you guys do as kids? Oh, man. I mean, we used to have gatherings every single year. It's like our Christmas, basically. So tons of food, presents. That's when we used to get presents. When you're young, you get tons and tons of presents. Does it, are they brought by like Santa Ram or like Santa Hanuman or something? <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> of course. See, you know a little bit already. You didn't lose that part with your family coming to America. I mean, presents. Come on, dude. Indian people, we love our presents. It's the most important part, obviously. Clearly, clearly. And what about you, other Roman? How did you celebrate as a child? So I just remember it as being a crap Christmas was my general... <laughs> Like it was the poor version of Christmas. This was like before rolling eye emojis, but that's how we generally, me and my brothers felt about it. But we would still do some kind of stuff in the house. We'd do a puja, we'd put all the lights on and we'd go to the temple and eat lots of sweets and then do fireworks. And then it would always coincide with bonfire night in the UK, which I'm rather, if you, it might be the same with you. So we'd always, there'd always be fireworks going off and our neighbors would be like, why are you doing fireworks? It's, you know, yeah. in two days. And it was always confusing for our kind of British, <laughs> our English neighbors. So, yeah, I that's... loved it. I loved it. I always remember my dad in the garden doing all the fireworks and just, you know, with the little sparklers and everything. Yeah. It was so much fun. And the other thing, actually, you just reminded me, we used to do Rangoli patterns. Do you know what those mm. are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, the sand to... patterns on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so me, we used to like get colored powder well colorings and then powder or rice and stuff and get that ready for a few days and make all these different colors and then create all these patterns and my dad would cut these large like flat pieces of wood and I'd stencil patterns in them and then build the rangoli for a few days and then you put that at the front door for Diwali that was probably my favorite part because it was really crafty I always 
like I'm a little OCD and I've I've seen amazing Rangoli patterns, but I see them and I'm like, oh, is someone gonna step on it? Is the wind gonna blow? Because <laughs> it's colored powder. Oh, totally, totally. They always get knocked, and you spend a few days of Diwali just trying to keep it, you know, in one piece. <laughs> I, I lived in a pretty shady area of the west end of Newcastle, so. I think someone used to come and snort the powder during the night. Oh my goodness! It was never there. The, it was no. never there the next day. So, um, These yeah. would just be lines in it. You're like, this is not part of the pattern. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what the valley's about. Raman, so, yeah. you said you said something about a puja earlier. What is that? Oh, like a little prayer that, like, so we would like gather around, like a makeshift temple in our house which you know i suspect you know radical will probably appreciate like you know every indian or hindu house anywhere has like they'll makeshift a, a little god cupboard <laughs> like in a god in, cupboard i've never heard what, that. Like, legit legit that's what my kids call like they call it the god cupboard which is basically like a little mini wardrobe or a, even a drawer or something like that where all the ornaments and pictures of the various gods and stuff like that do. So we would gather around and my mum would sing some kind of song which made no sense to us and we would just get told off because we'd be laughing, like just not taking the whole thing seriously. It's really have very fun memories, but just not probably for the right reasons. It was just always amusing. And we would be like, when are we getting some sweets like candy? That's all we ever cared about. So, And then we used to get £5 each, which was absolutely sensational. I never got money for Diwali. I just remember the sweets. It's basically like the sweets and the skits. That's pretty much all I remember about Diwali. And lights, I guess. Sweets, lights, skits, yeah. and Christmas lights. Tell me about these skits. What are the skits about? Oh, man. <laughs> and and who, who performs the skits? Is it... The grown-ups perform them? The I, I, I feel like Diwali, or for me, any like Indian festival was an excuse for the parents to get the kids to do skits. And <laughs> it was originally rooted in, let's reenact some of these stories, right? Because mm -hmm. it's these stories of gods and man and demigods and good triumphing over evil. And the, the most popular story, which is King Ram coming back from 14 years of exile to defeat the evil Lord Robin. And there's lots of stories that happen in those years. And uh, they would make us kids dress up and do those skits every year at Diwali. And uh, I, I mean, was that a thing in the UK, guys? Did you have to do that? Or is that an American Alabama thing? No, that's an American thing. I mean, I don't ever remember. I think that was, I've, that actually sounds like something that people in India would probably do. But the Brits were just I don't know about the other Raman, but I never, I never had to dress up and do a role of the Ramayan at all. Uh, I don't think we did either. There might have been yeah. like kids at the temple that used to do it, but yeah, sounds like a very Alabama thing to do. <laughs> so, Alabama Indian thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, ironic, <laughs> ironically, is not where I would have, I would have placed no. that <laughs> kind of a, a jumped up version of Diwali happening in Alabama. Of all well, let's be clear, it wasn't jumped up, like because we had slightly more Indian families than you did in Newcastle. I think it was like 15 growing up. So it was like before we started like renting out uh, church halls at the Unitarian Church or the Southern Baptist Church for the bigger celebrations, it was in someone's backyard. And it was wow. like a potluck and there were sparklers. And I feel like it was the only way the parents could get the kids to kind of embrace the culture more. You know, it was, oh. I mean, and, and you know, as I've traveled the world, like I remember being in Bali, 
seeing skits of the Ramayan played out as well. But, you know, seriously, like more professional with like fire dancers and things like that, not cheesy kids in homemade costumes. That is really cute. It's really cute, though. I mean, either way, you know, it's really kind of ingraining that story in the kids while they're young. Yeah, you know, it's kind of sweet. You'd, you'd, you'd think, Roman, that you'd be able to explain it to your daughter better, given your upbringing, but... What for me, I was raised a Hindu, and now more or less an atheist, but I'm like very religious curious. Like I love the study of religion and heritage and culture. And I think for me, doing those skits, reading those Amrachitra Katha, which is like an Indian publishing imprint yes. that did like religious stories, I was reading that alongside Marvel and DC Comics, right? So Ram and Krishna and Arjun and Hanuman, man, dude's a monkey god, right? Like uh, they were up there with Batman and Superman and the Fantastic Four and Hawkeye. Like in my mind, I envisioned team ups because it was all good over evil doing the right thing in these like fantastical ways. So honestly, like I know the stories really, really well and how my daughter has started to read some of these things. That's cool. But I'm wondering, like, because she's also exposed to the Teen Titans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a different, it's different meaning for people as they kind of go through their lives, right? Because Diwali is like, it, it, it's super fun, it's super playful, it is about gathering community. So when you're young, it will definitely have a different meaning or different way of celebrating it to say maybe when you're older or depending on what your path is in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is something that everyone can celebrate and it's so sweet to see how people from other cultures are so curious about it because, I mean, what's not to love? It's food, it's light, it's celebration, it's who doesn't love a good sparkler, right? Everyone gets excited with spark. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, I get very excited with sparklers. It's been a very long time, you know. Radhika, have you... Have you- smelt a sparkler as a grown-up and it takes you back it's amazing that it's yeah. Like, I know it's like, yeah 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 it's an inc- honestly it's just such a distinctive smell and it just takes you back i don't know if you've done it in the last few years but find one spark it up in your kitchen and just enjoy the kind of nostalgia that comes i will you know that's probably what i'm gonna do this diwali thanks for that suggestion i'm gonna go get a sparkler and just inhale it <laughs> We actually, we we bought a bunch during the pandemic in our fire pit in the back. So after 4th of July, you know, I just stocked up on them because my daughter loves them and loves playing with them. But it's funny you mentioned the smell, Raman, because literally the other day, I have a fond place in my heart for Maggie noodles, right? I don't know if you know the brand. And I think the first time I was, it's not necessarily great, but it's it's a basically an Indian brand of ramen noodles. And the first time I ever ate it was my first trip to India when I was six. And I've only been to India three times in my life, and the other two being in my 20s. But sense memory every time and i don't eat every you know like maybe i'll eat maggie noodles like twice a year because i just buy it every time i go to the indian grocery store and my wife's like why are we buying these things but when i crack it open and i like make it and you put the little masala powder in it that smell literally transports me back to india when i was six it's nuts Mm -hmm. it's not all the other indian foods it's not all the budgets and the songs and things but man maggie noodles just takes me back to india Love that. Yeah, there's certain brands of candy and or sweets for the UK that I just associate with Diwali. We used to go to the temple and like the highlight of the evening was leaving the temple and my uncle and auntie owned a convenience paper shop in locally and they would basically donate a ton of boxes of like jelly babies and like fruit pastels, which clearly are going to mean nothing to our American friends on the call. But like, <laughs> they, they, and honestly, when you left the mundar bit to put your shoes on, you'd be given these giant, well, what felt like giant boxes 
of candy and it was like as a kid it was like oh my god this is the greatest day ever i am gonna annihilate this box of candy on the, you know, <laughs> and 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 no one stopped you right like it was like normally you, you know well actually my parents never stopped us eating any craft like we do our own kids so they didn't right. care either way they were like they, they had no nutritional knowledge whatsoever so we would like take my brothers and i would literally just you know honestly take like eat an entire box of candy just in the car on the way home which was a very very happy memories did you guys ever have like barfi or panda like indian sweets i used to love panda oh my god it's like a milk sweet it was like oh god even now if i have a panda i'm like taken back to being a kid around the valley (laughs) i'm a glab i'm a glab jamming man myself i do one thousand percent was always so sweet for me i couldn't do it but jalebi Oh my god! Jalebi, okay, so my mom, jalebi. my mom would make fresh jalebi like that's yeah, my mine too. Your mom was all in. So the Wally is lights, music, costumes, sparklers, gifts, candy, sweets, 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 sweets. sweets. That's um, what it should say in the wiki. Yes, that's right. Exactly. I'm changing it right now <laughs> as we speak. And like an Indian superheroes. I love that. And so, and Indian superheroes. Yes. And so there's five days of Diwali from what I've read. Do you guys know what all five days are and what they stand for? I didn't until this episode. <laughs> and I started getting like little kids books about Diwali for my daughter. I just, I always thought Diwali is just kind of like a day or a week or something. You just put the lights up. I did not know there were things. Did you guys do the things on the days? Raman, there's something every day for the Hindu calendar. (laughs) And there's multiple things every day, every time of day. Come on. (laughs) How are we not surprised? I am, I'm actually legitimately learning about the five days of Diwali right now on this, on this. I did not know that, but I am laughing at uh, Radhika's, uh, like my wife, like jokes, like at this time of year, she's fasting like randomly, like every other day. And then like my mom would be, you need to buy clothes for this person. You need to spend a present for this person. It's, it is like the last quarter is just basically Hindu festival like crazy is just and Diwali's kind of right in the middle of it all yeah so the Dantaras the first day what I remember is that is when we used to wash money do you guys ever remember that is that you like money laundering we learn how to money launder when we're five wow. <laughs> yeah you basically it's like kind of asking for kind of good fortune and blessings and I always remember me and my brother getting our hands really sticky because there's a mix that your mum makes. It's like, was it milk, yogurt, honey, hot water, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, my brain is blanking now. Wait, you clean, and you clean with this? Not yes. Is, not I know. Oh, is it Haldi? I don't no, know. No, no, because that's yellow. It would yeah. make it worse. I'm trying it's to five it. things. I'll probably remember in a second. And you, you make a mix, and then you get coins, and you put the coins in the bowl and me and my brother like both of our right you do it with your right hand always everything with your right hand and you clean this money and then you do like a little puja you do a candle and you do a little puja and you ask for blessings and purity along with wealth and all this kind of stuff and just 
yeah it was just but I always used to really dislike that part because the hands would get so sticky and then you can never clean the coins completely afterwards because they're so sticky and I'm like how are you supposed to use this stuff it yeah. seemed like it was supposed to help money move or you because I can't buy anything with this no one's going to accept this right. money so how am I supposed to get anything I still do this well, I th- so my understanding is and again upon recently learning this the first day Dantaris if I'm even saying that right it's about cleaning Dantaris. your house Thank you. (laughs) No, but it's like, and I feel like Chinese New Year's does that too. I feel like all the Asian cultures basically are like, yep, first day of the thing, clean your house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're, because I think it's more to do with the energy of your home. And if you Mm. want to bring blessings into your home, you have to make sure it's uncluttered because it really does invite in whatever state your home is in. So you're kind of calling that into your home by preparing it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm still trying to connect how yogurt and honey clean anything, but I guess. Well, the five, I'm going to try and remember the five, the the five components of that represent the elements of nature. And they, they also represent different things like milk is sustenance. It's the blessing from the cow. Honey is bringing sweetness into your life. Water obviously is, you know, nourishing and nothing can live without water so all these different things represent things that we need in order to expand and move forward in life and live a more enlivened existence so it's just blessing yourself with that you know so as a kid my parents would let me go to church with my friends right they would let me go to jewish temple with my friends etc to experience it so and you know christmas was absolutely about santa claus but they tried to explain to me with the meaning behind it and so as i was learning these things the two things that kind of gave me this like Hindu air of superiority. Well, actually three things. One, we had like way more gods and they had superpowers and they were superheroes. <laughs> Two, we had fire, like literally like a contained live fire at a lot of our things, like ovens and stuff. But then three, like the actual holiday itself was like this thing of epic proportions, like, and not to like knock and throw shade at the other religious festivals around the world, but like good versus evil. Like, you know, a dude with a bow and arrow defeating a demon god with multiple heads and a monkey guy carrying a mountain on his back. And it just seemed so much more like Lord of the Rings, Dune style epic (laughs) versus, you know, the zombie in the cave. (laughs) It's a matter of time before Disney buy the rights to this story. actually, It's funny you mentioned that. So there is a Pixar artist. His name is Sanjay Patel. And similar to me, grew up in America and read about superheroes and the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. And so he always envisioned, as I was saying, these kind of team-ups. And there was actually a Pixar short called Sanjay's Super Team, which you absolutely should check out. It's probably on Disney+. Plus. But then later on, he went and wrote a book, and it's called The Ramayana, The Divine Loophole. And it is the top – it's not really a Diwali storybook. It's more of a Ramayana storybook for kids, and it is – beautiful and my daughter just pours over the pages and just like stares at it it's uh yeah so it's kind of been done it hasn't been done at scale yet but it's it's coming i'm almost positive it's gonna happen i want, I want an avengers style level of exposure for this story because that would get all the kids <laughs> and it's called oh. a hindu epic for a reason right, wow, right. Yeah. the epic yeah it's funny you said fire before and it just reminded me 
we used to have, I don't know if you have them in the US, but in the UK, we have like a bonfire where we like create mm-hmm. a giant fire, basically, mm-hmm. like completely. You know, if you did them today, the, the amount of legislation and kind of like, <laughs> like, but in those days, there was a field behind the tent. It's now like being converted into some soccer pitches, but like, honestly, people used to just bring boxes and pieces of wood, throw them in a pile and some guy would literally just light a giant fire and and then you know there was, there was no like tape around to say hey don't do go too close like mm-hmm. i'm sure like 50 percent of the kids probably burnt their hands that day but, wow no, that's how just, we learned yeah well, exactly <laughs> there's no other way so yeah, the valley wasn't so just was... a festival light it was just it was also a learning about the the, the you know being burnt and what Probably well, did, that did you guys so i didn't know about this as a kid you know we did the big bonfires because we were kind of in semi-rural area so we could do the big bonfires but later on in life i learned you know in india they do these massive effigies of robin mm. the demon lord who's yeah. defeated and so i always thought wow that's cool i want to go to india for diwali but then i was like I think before I had kids, several years ago, I was back home in Alabama, and the Indian community is significantly larger now that my parents are involved in. And um, so they all went out to kind of like this place called Camp Chandler, which, you know, just has like canoeing and cabins and stuff. So they do that thing there. And they built- that sounds like, the... very Indian. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, wrong kind of Indian. But, uh, <laughs> but no, they built like a giant robin effigy, and they put it on the back of uh, Indian dude's pickup truck. And they followed the pickup truck singing songs to the other field where the bonfire was. And I I was there and I was like, this is pretty cool. This is interesting. This giant like cardboard box Robin with the multiple heads and everything. But then I saw like some of the non-Indian people who were just there to like camp canoe and barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) This like group of brown people chanting and marching, following a pickup truck. And then we went to the bonfire and we burned Robin. And it was, it was fucking epic, man. It was so cool. Wow. Did people ever bring things to the bonfire that they wanted to clean out of their house? Like there's something about that that seems like it's also maybe a way to purify. So was was there like clutter that people would bring in and just like old, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, that the ex-boyfriend's junk that you just want to get rid of. So you're going to bring it to the bonfire and burn it. (laughs) Is there anything like that? That's what I was thinking. We didn't know about burning our past at that point, I don't think. I think that's a relatively newer newer concept. It also, it says, I'm just reading more about these five days. So first day is you clean your house. You apparently clean money as well. And then... The second day, you clean your body with aromatic oils and you put on a new outfit. Do you guys remember some of that growing up or is that something you do as well during Diwali now? Well, that's the day before our New Year's, I think. So yeah, it's definitely wearing the new clothes for sure. I don't remember oil baths though, but those sound fantastic. They do. I know. I was reading that and that sounds absolutely delightful, but I just can't see it happening with a, in a house with three kids. Especially with kids. Like, yeah, no, it's just like, yeah. I mean, I know I you said as an excuse to get an extra bath for my yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember this one, to be honest with you. I, like maybe we did it as a family, but you know, I, we certainly don't do it now, which is really... Yeah. I'm kind of like you I'm guys, the worst Hindu ever. But. Did you celebrate for all five days? Is it kind of like it was know. kind of for us? It was kind of like because it, it it varies when it's is it before or after Halloween or Thanksgiving? You know, based on like the lunar calendar, as a lot of mm-hmm. Asian holidays are. So it was just kind of like this straight run through between Diwali slash Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So mm-hmm. it's just like the lights went up and they didn't go down until after New Year's in our house. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And so 
for family and family gatherings, how would you balance that out? Like there's just, there's a lot going on in that period of time. Was there a dedicated Diwali night where everyone would come together for a meal or celebration? And then what's that like? And I'm talking about extended family. So not just in your household, but it's grandparents and uncles and aunts and things like that. It was less so in the house, actually. We would do our own, like, we would all do our own thing in our own house. And then we would all meet at the temple was the oh. was was the way that we did it. And, and actually, like, yeah. it's interesting just kind of reflecting back. And I always remember, like, you'd walk in, in the temple we used to go every week and it would on the whole be pretty empty. There'd be the same faces, but I always remember like walking in and there'd literally be hundreds of people in there. You're like, and where were all these Indian people coming from? It was like, like <laughs> where are these people coming from? And I was like, it was very bright. They would dress all of the artwork of the various gods in beautiful clothes. And it was a very celebratory kind of atmosphere. Everyone wishing each other absolute COVID disaster if it happened today, obviously. But like in those days, it was, um, I remember being very special. And like, as a kid, you would all just be playing in the back and you'd play with kids that you literally didn't know or you'd never seen since the last Diwali. So that was the, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting just reflecting back. And I think everyone probably did something in their own house. And then you meet together as a community in the temple. I don't know, Radhika, if that was the similar experience for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually, our family didn't really go to the temple that much when I was, you know, younger. And But I uh, agree with what you say there. I think it was just a really great way to get to know other Hindus. And most of the community and friends that we have growing up are people that we used to celebrate these big holidays with, you know, they feel like our cousins and they feel like our aunts yeah, and uncles yeah. and, and the adults would just be like, Oh, you know, they kind of like rub you on the top of the head and they give you a hug and you just feel really special because now you have this massive family of this entire community and you all know each other and you just have these memory, you just bound together through these experiences every single year so yeah, we just meet everyone. It would just be a time to meet a ton of people. And through these days, I think the third or fourth day is essentially New Year's for a lot of people. So on that day, you would go around to people's houses, your elders, like touch their feet. That would be a thing. You like respect the elders. It's like a whole thing. It's just a really, really connected time. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's like uh, you asked about family, Sharon, but like all of my family was in India, England, or I guess some in California. So we weren't going to go see them at Diwali because, mm -hmm. you know, we had to work. You don't get those days off. But in Alabama, it was this community of like 15, then 20, then 25. You know, now there's like more than 100 families. But that was our family. Like that was our only connection to Indian culture because the, the relatives were a long distance phone call away or an international flight away. And to, to Raman and Radhika's points, it's like these kids were like your cousins. Like to this day, my mom texts me about all the other kids and what they're yeah. doing. And there's some mm. that live in Long Island that I'm supposed to like meet up with, but I never do. Right. Like, and those aunties and uncles, those, it's funny, Radhika, you mentioned about the, the grandparents, like my friend's grandparents who, you know, some parents came and lived with them earlier than my grandparents ever came over, but we treated them like our grandparents. You touched oh, their absolutely, feet. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like this extended family that you have to have. And I've, I've been thinking a lot about that lately, guys. Um, and, and Robin, as a father, and you're now removed from your family in the UK, you know, we were at the park pre-pandemic with my daughter. She must have been two or three. 
and my daughter was just like running around with a soccer ball. And I saw this like massive Indian crowd. They're clearly like the Indian community having a picnic. And I was like, you know, it's really weird. We don't have a community. And my wife looks at me and she's like, yeah, that, that's what you get from like church, religion and cultural organizations, which <laughs> we've kind of rejected. And I, I don't know how to get it back. Like, I don't really know a lot of Indian people here. I, I went to the temple once and it was a very weird, strange experience. It wasn't that familial thing that I had growing up because I think it was my parents longing to connect with other Indian people in a sea of white people. <laughs> I um, I actually said, you know, I didn't want to share this, but it seems appropriate. But Roman, your family in the UK just thought I was you so that I shared Diwali with them. <laughs> that's why they never called. Yeah, they were like, so. <laughs> that, that's where all my money went. That's that's where all my money went. <laughs> I, I made a killing. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we, I don't know what our plans are for Diwali. And my wife goes into, she's going to one of my kids' classes next week to talk through the story of Diwali with her schoolmates, which I think is pretty cute because when we were kids, like no one cared. Like it was just this yeah, yeah. in the UK in the eighties or nineties, like which maybe weren't as culturally as inclusive as we might be now. And so it was, yeah, I remember being like a very specific, it was like going to an Indian wedding. I was just trying to think of it. Like it was like going to a wedding, like <laughs> yeah. a family wedding where like everyone was there everyone was in a good mood and all dressed that. up everyone yeah. was dressed up and it was just good vibes and it's funny i don't think i necessarily appreciated that as a kid but i certainly probably would more now and i would see why my kids would get excited by seeing all their friends and stuff like that so yeah that's certainly my memories but i don't it's funny you should say like i have no idea what that looks like in boston where i am now yeah. like we're probably not gonna seek it out and radic i don't know what that and i think it's pretty big indian population in la uh, but it's such a big city that i don't know if you guys go to the temple or do something the community right. as a community there i feel like in the yeah. bigger cities like in alabama no matter where in india you were from there was like one indian association but like my family in la and atlanta and bigger there's like multiple ones right down to the region so i would imagine it's kind of like pick and choose well i came to la and then i started craving people from a similar background and i, I missed it you know when you come to this time of the year you're like Oh man, I want to like do a Diwali dinner or something. Actually, I remember in my first year in LA in 2013, I got invited to a Diwali party and it wasn't Indians who were putting it on. It was like <laughs> everyone there was like not Indian, but they were all dressed up in like Nehru suits and Indian outfits. And I went to this house and they had Indian food. And, and you were like, like in jeans and a t-shirt, right? <laughs> no, and I, and I was like the only Indian person. And I was like, this is really cool. In LA, I got invited to a Diwali party. And all of these <laughs> other people are just using this as a gathering. And the this is great. But I definitely did crave being around people who really, understood the depths and significance and I, I have that you know it's quiet but I, I have that which is nice and so what do you do to celebrate usually me on Diwali yeah. I'll probably just see a couple of friends but actually I use it as a time to really meditate and connect because Diwali has a really powerful spiritual significance I don't know if you guys know like beyond the kind of stories and the epics there's like a huge spiritual significance to it that we don't really learn about when we're kids Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to hear what that is? Yeah, tell us. Mm -hmm. So in the Indian world stories, the gods represent kind of aspects of yourself. So Ram essentially represents the sun. So Ram is the soul because that is your son. And Sita, his wife, is the moon and she's the mind. And Ravan is the ego. Ravan the demon is the ego. So the story of Ramayana actually is a great story, but actually what it means is the mind was stolen 
from the soul realm by the ego and needed to be rescued. Hmm. And Hanuman represents life force and prana. It's hmm. actually that energy that goes through your mm-hmm, actual system, mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. prana life force. So yeah. Hanuman, the monkey god, helped Ram get Sita back from Ravan. So prana, when you breathe and meditate and get this vital life force energy in your body, brings your mind back from the clutches of the ego and back into union with the soul. And when the mind and soul are in connection again, that's when you live a life of light and enlightenment and purpose. Wow. Wow. What does the candy represent? Yeah. <laughs> the candy is the sweetness and the reward to get. I mean, but no. that's, the, yeah. that's the beauty and significance, the deeper beauty and significance of Diwali. So this celebration of good over evil, everything in the Hindu stories and all of this is really, we start off learning it as an external, you know, just external story. First one with kids and then we go, oh, that's a great story. But what is the meaning behind it? And then you go beyond the meaning and you go, well, actually, all of these epics are actually happening inside of you all mm-hmm. the time. And your mind is constantly trying to be stolen by the ego. And mm-hmm. this is the fight of good and, you know, light over the dark. It's an it's internal that. battle that yeah, has the yeah, real world exactly. consequences. Yeah. Exactly. So if you can do that within yourself and always lean into the light and always have that light triumph, then obviously life on the outside is going to be very different for you as well. So this is the time of the year we get to really celebrate that and, and, and be with that. Hey, Sharon, and, hey, Sharon and Raman, you know, is it just me? Because Radhika's got such a, a lovely, soothing voice and she was talking about obviously meditation <laughs> and, and I, I, I was just like, just caught up in the, I'm feeling very kind of sleepy and relaxed now. After that. Yeah. It's really, really beautifully done. And uh, yeah, she is a professional. She's a professional yoga teacher and a professional wow, meditation. You can, you, you can tell. You, I, you've too, been yeah. hugely shortchanged by having me on today. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do have a, an amusing story to tell you. You know, sure. we talked about putting the lights on. One year, I think my mum was in India, so it was left to my dad to like do all the Diwali stuff with me and one of my brothers. And uh, so we used to also, I think we, we actually do this in our home in Boston. We would light little candles and you put a little candle in every room of the house. And so mm-hmm. all over the house, and this is like in the eighties or nineties where there was, there's none of these like fake candles, which look like candles. They were you know legit actual fire candles. And we would put them all over the house. And one year we were like, we were in the kitchen or something like, I was like, God, something smells a bit weird like what's going on <laughs> basically my dad had set the porch on fire <laughs> oh no fire started early <laughs> yeah and honestly it's hilarious looking back now but he legitimately set the front of the house on fire which was that's a common was... thing though that's a common thing to happen setting the body. porch on fire yeah totally. <laughs> setting, accidentally setting things on fire <laughs> setting the smoke alarm off yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh and with the tea towels and everyone yeah. waving, yeah. <laughs> there was you know sharon it's in every indian household there is always tea towels and, and one of the main uses of tea towels is to wave them in front of the smoke alarm oh my goodness yes yes <laughs> that, that is a global Indian phenomena. Yes, I had I had this vision of like of of a firefighter leaving for work in the morning and being like, "Well, honey, you know it's Diwali starting today. It's going to be a busy day." The the amount of open (laughs) fires, like I think all Indian kids, we have a comfort with fire because we've been dealing with it our whole life, and it's it's funny, Rob. It's like so many people's childhood memories are wrapped up in memories of Christmas and Thanksgiving, and and I have those too, but. 
it, it's like this remiss thing. That's honestly why I want to have this conversation today, because like Diwali represents, even though it's like one time of year, it represents a pretty significant part of my childhood. I can't remember any one specific Diwali. I just remember Diwali as like this monumental pillar of my childhood, of my culture. And I, I think about that a lot, man. I mean, we, we have young kids and like I... We're not doing like this. The past couple of years, we've been getting the books. I sent the books into school and some coloring books. And my daughter made Diaz with little LED tea candles for all the kids at her daycare last year. But like, am I doing enough? And the pandemic's kind of slowed that down. But like, I'm legitimately spending more time thinking about Diwali and Chinese New Year's these days because I want to make sure my kids have the, that like cultural pillar that I kind of got. That's kind of so much of my my root memory and belonging is kind of, you know, it, it's stuck in. Yeah. So related to that, how do each of you plan to celebrate this year? I think I'm going to see a couple of my, my friends. We normally do a dinner. Like last year, like we made tons of food and came together and lit a dia and did like a prayer. And then we also sang like mantras and chants together, which was really nice. Yeah. So that was really sweet. We kind of sat and that was just so sweet. We all did like a mantra together. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do it that way. That sounds so great. Mm-hmm. How about you, Better Ramen? better ramen that was so nice of you to tell me that uh, really beautifully done it's quite similar actually you know we'll do something at home with the kids and i suspect we might invite a couple of our friends around just to kind of celebrate with us and what we find is you know especially kind of non-indian friends really like they're really curious and really like positive and they want their kids to understand and also just they love the food so i was thinking back actually it's, it's funny it's quite like when you th- I'm thinking about all the Diwali's and Roman, you said like, I can't remember one Diwali, but I can remember it always being a time of year. And my mum used to give candy to all the neighbors' kids. So like, mm. it, it almost became this thing in our street that like actually, oh cool, we're going to get some candy because, because <laughs> you know, those guys at number 15 have got Diwali. And so I think, I think in a weird way, my wife's quite like, she wants to involve and have it as inclusive yeah. as possible and just it's like anything right like you know whether it's thanksgiving like it's nicer to celebrate with your friends with and others. family and um, yeah. this is we have a reason to celebrate and we want to bring yeah. other people on that journey and it's i suppose it's just another reason to come together did you guys have to do vegetarian i don't know if you're vegetarians anyway but did, did you guys have to be vegetarians on the valley Oh. No, <laughs> I don't She's remember any of that. Didn't adhere to that. I think the world has changed a little bit more, and I think veganism is finding its way into these things. But it's like, um, no, I don't remember that. I remember all all foods being available on Diwali. My wife kind of wants to order Indian takeout on Diwali, and I don't know if that's appropriate or not. <laughs> Why? Why not? Do it. Do it. We do don't the people at the restaurant deserve the day off, or do they deserve oh. more money and more luxury? You know, it's the busiest day of their year, for all you know, because there's loads of people doing the same thing. But yeah. I remember, like, not it's probably about five years ago, we all went for dinner with some like masses and uncles and stuff like that to an Indian restaurant actually for Diwali, and then there was this like, are we allowed to drink? Or not. Depends <laughs> <laughs> if you're Punjabi or not. So, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and as I'm Punjabi, like that was a very easy decision. But it was like the <laughs> moment, like, yeah, you know, I drink. And then, you know, like as a 30 year old or whatever, I'm like, at the time, I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm celebrating. It's kind of like Christmas. I would drink on Christmas drinks. So why wouldn't I drink on Diwali? And then we ended up having like a mega night out with all of the guys to celebrate can, Diwali. Can I say something borderline sacrilegious? I did not invent this, but 
maybe you'll find I'm t a terrible person for saying this. So in Haven, which is like the fire prayer, and you do it not just for Diwali, you do it for a lot of things, right? And you're supposed to throw offerings to the fire. The fire god Agni is manifesting itself, himself, blah, blah, blah. But when you throw the, the offerings into the fire, be it food or the other things we throw into the fire, you have to say the word swaha. So, you know, prayer, 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 swaha, and everyone throws it in. I was at a bar with a bunch of Indian friends one night, no. and they were like, we should do shots and say swaha. <gasps> I was like, that is so terrible and so wrong. <laughs> and so I don't do, yeah, anyway. It's actually so. brilliant. I mean, I was, well, so when you take a sip on Diwali, just say swaha, man. Well, well, swaha means kind of so be it, kind of. So I guess, but is it a curse or something? So is it like it? a bad word? No, it's not a. It's a, it's a positive thing. Yeah, um, X Y Z blessing. So be it. Offer to the fire. You know. I see. I yeah. see. I guess you're giving to the fire in your belly with alcohol. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a way of purifying the agni inside. I don't know. Or maybe you, you got to defeat the robin. You got to defeat the robin. You got to maybe like a flaming sambuca or something like flaming that. Flaming sambuca. <laughs> that, that's your drink for dinner. Oh, I like yeah. that a lot. I like that a lot. Good time. But I, okay. I just I just remembered the kind of keeping the the dia going for five days as well, keeping that ghee, putting the ghee oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. lamp, and keeping that dia going for five days. That was the really fun part of it too. It's great. Mm. Well, you guys, today we have a special Diwali speed round. Are you guys ready to head into speed round? think so i feel like riley has been <laughs> destroy me yeah, here yeah we're, we're gonna get crushed oh my god <laughs> my, my, i think, my I, own, I think you guys are probably gonna the be only okay. thing i'm assured is i'm probably gonna be better than roman so that's all that oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so here we go what are any stories so this could be books movies or television show that you'd recommend about diwali indian comics as I, I will declare myself as the comic book expert, I'm actually no way, man. <laughs> like, like uh, as a kid, cool. I I'm gonna go back to the Ramayana, the Divine Loophole by Sanjay Patel. Like, I bought that book for pretty much any Indian friend who's had kids. Any friend who has asked me questions about my Indian culture when they have kids, I buy them that book. So Ramayana, Divine Loophole, like buy it now. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. Even if you don't have kids, it's such it's a work of art. I think mine is, I can't remember the name that we have it in the house, but I think it's something like let's celebrate Diwali or let's celebrate the day of Diwali or, or the days of Diwali or something like that. And I think that's uh, for anyone with kids and just to make it kind of fun in that sense for yeah. them, then that, that's what I would I'd recommend. Those are all great. We'll put them in the show notes. What was your favorite mom dish for Diwali? Dokra. What is that? It's like an Indian savory food. I can't describe it because it's super <laughs> non-Western. and But it's just, it's really, really good. It's like spongy and spicy and so good. What, That's like what kinds of ingredients are in there? Mm. It's made with chickpea flour and, and spices and mustard seeds and stuff, I think. And yeah, it's like a savory, it's like a snack, but I loved okra. Yum. Mm. How about the ramens? What did your moms make for Diwali? I can't remember. I'm not even joking. I, I just, I just remember there being. You're losing the speed round, other round. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna default to a, a glab jamman because it's what I remember. My mum would offer, like you have to have something off the tray, and it'd be like, yeah, an like mm. a really moldy apple, 
and a half eaten. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. And then like a jalebi and then like a, a glab jam and maybe some karai, if you know what karai is, which is like, um, yeah, yeah. like it's like stodgy butter and sugar <laughs> mix. It's absolutely delicious. So that would be dope. like, it's always the sweet stuff I remember. So less so yeah. the, the savor. And how about in Alabama? Oh man, deep fried pakoras right out of the deep fryer. So mm. pakoras are kind of like, like samosas are Indian egg rolls, but I don't know how to explain a pakora. It's just kind of like vegetables and dough and you just dump it like a, a wok full of like hot oil and you pop them out and chutney. Oh man, so good. It's kind of like tempura okay. vegetables though, right? Like, but, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what, yeah, Indian tempura. That's what a pakora is. Yeah. A bit, a bit yeah. spice, like a bit more flavor and a bit spicier, which, because the batter has yeah. a lot of flavor. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. I feel like when I've had them, they've been like salty and savory and yeah. so good. So you just good. get really fat. Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> roll around. Yeah. What are your least favorite Indian foods? Oh, God. Generally or just for Diwali specific? Generally. I used to really dislike kheer. Remember kheer? Oh, yeah. It's like the pudding, right? Like a rice oh, pudding? Oh, yeah. it was just way too sweet. And I used to get really scared whenever the adults... <laughs> and it's then like, they put the raisins in it. Oh, Yeah, oh. it's like... It's like the worst time of any Indian celebration for me. It's like the adults are coming, you must take blessings. And I'm like, no, this is not a blessing for my mouth. This is horrible. And I used to really dislike here. And I, anytime I heard that word, it would send me into a trauma. It was like Halloween made total sense. And I'd forget that it was Diwali. You know what you're yeah. to? Halva. 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 Well, 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 halva now is okay. I have a friend who makes a really good carrot halva really, and banana halva. Is it a cake? No, I, I don't know how to describe halva. How would you describe halva, guys? It's like uh, cream of tartar, tapioca. But the, the, mm. the significance of it is, as I understand it, is you make it, and before you go to a prayer or a puja, you put it in front of the gods, you do your prayer. It's like an offering. And then after the puja, you have to eat some because mm-hmm. it's been blessed by God. And Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, blessings. I'm laughing. I can feel the disgust. It's, yeah, Radhika's gear is, is it's it's so funny. You know, you'd go to like this isn't Diwali specific. You'd go for dinner at like an uncle and auntie's house, and you'd finish dinner, you'd, and like they'd be like, "Who wants dessert?" And you'd be like, "Oh my god, please don't be here. Please don't be here." And, <laughs> yes, and, 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 and like you know what's funny? The other you default guys, I... option is like mango with like cream, and it's like, and then you're like. <laughs> Please, God, be ice cream, right? Like, that would be, like, yeah. a chant. But, yeah. That, I don't, I'm not a fan of dal, which is, I know, terrible to say, but... Yeah, wife, you're, you're disowned, what? man. My wife... Hit, all my wife all, hit all the dal, or is there a specific dal? I don't like yellow dal, and I think it's because my my mum used to make us eat it when we were kids, so I just have, like, a, a total detest of it when I see it being made, and I'm just like, why would you eat that? But people love it. Like, we have vegan friends, and they're, like... It's the greatest thing ever in their eyes. And I'm like, oh my God, it just takes me to a bad, dark place of not being able to eat frozen food and having to eat Indian food when we were kids. Can I throw out one more piece of shade against some Indian food? Sure, no. go for it. No, it's just one dish. And like my mom has given me full veto rights to never have to eat this because it's my sister's favorite dish. It is, I don't even know the actual name. It's a Punjabi yellow curry i think it's called they call it curry chal even though that just means curry and rice but it's like with buttermilk and it's got pakoras in it and it's just 
I literally oh, the so gag reflex. Like literally, the gag reflex sets in when I smell it. <laughs> like, I, I someone was, I think someone was playing a joke on you with that one. Maybe no, my sister. It's like my really? when we go home, it's the dish my sister requests from my mom. Wow. And like that's when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get a pizza. Like you guys have fun <laughs> at dinner. <laughs> like, and I, my parents have given me the complete out because I'm I'm guessing there were some incidents with me like not eating it or eating it and other stuff happening. <laughs> like I'm like. I, oh man, I'll find the recipe and say, I'm sure everyone else loves it. It's a very popular dish, but it's crap. Are you guys got <laughs> any things like, like Eradica, you mentioned Hulva, like things you disliked as kids and love now? So like for me, sag, like I hated sag when I was a kid because it was just green and sloppy. And now like if mm. I go back to the UK, I'm like, she said, like, what do you want? I like a chicken sag all day. That's your cool. mom makes that for your office, doesn't she? Oh, good knowledge. She used to, yeah. She used to make... Every I heard you day. on a podcast one time. So. Yeah. You did. You was it, was told us your, that once. Is it your podcast? It was our podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, she did. She legit, like, made once a year. And my mom's called uh, Niramal, but, like, her nickname's Nimi. But they would call it, like, Nimi Friday. And it was, like, once a year, my mom would make, like, chicken curry, sag, dal, in, like, these huge vats. And I would take it into the office. And, like, it was genuinely my colleagues, like, it was their greatest day of the year. Like it was so funny, but I don't know if there are any other dishes that you guys didn't like as kids, but do like now as you've kind of your taste. Halwa, I oh. couldn't stand halwa as a kid, and now I have it. I'm like, oh, I can do this, but still, there's this kind of there's still like this resonance of of freaking out from when I was young. <laughs> that if I'm at someone's house now and they have halwa, there's a part of me that just winces out of default. And then I get over it and I go, no, no, that's fine. It's a different time now. And then I just open myself to the experience and it's fine. It's it's good. It's actually good. I have I have to say we've asked this question. Like this is our standard question. What's your least favorite food? And no one has ever answered it with as much trauma as you three today. Like all three of you are trauma. We're Indian. We're dramatic. We are. We are. Yeah, absolutely. Our stories are dramatic. Our holidays are dramatic. Our everything is dramatic. So funny. Okay. What is one thing the modern minority and all of us can be doing for Diwali this year? So despite your background or your culture, how are ways that we can all celebrate so Diwali So become friends year? with the monkey god. Tell them that there's like a special herb on a mountain and ask them to pick up the mountain and bring it to your house Uber style. <laughs> Got it. That's it. Noted. You took mine away. My answer was exactly. No, I, I, going back to what I said before, I think for me, it's just bringing people in and bringing them on that journey and involving friends and family beyond just your immediate family, especially for Radhika and I, and actually all like all, like we are not, home wherever we grew up specifically and I think taking that sense of belonging and celebration wherever we go for the valley I think that's uh, that's an important aspect in responsibility and how about you original Roman I, I think it's, I've been thinking a lot about this and it, it I, I like this idea of look I don't have an Indian community anymore I, I have Indian friends but you find people friends I've met along the way who have like similar or even deeper distanced or deeper relationships with their Indian heritage. But I have a lot of friends who aren't Indian and I like the idea of it's a community thing. 
So I'm okay to be the only Indian. We're all going to have a nice meal together. I don't think we're going to do that this year, obviously. But, you know, we have some bubble friends that maybe we will get the takeout. And the occasion that we're going to get together every year is because it's Diwali, because that's what we do for Chinese New Year's now, you know? So I think it's about building that new community, whether or not they're Indian, and, and bringing the Indian to it. How about you, Radhika? Well, you know, Diwali is the light over darkness. So I would say bring some light to other people's lives in any way you can. That's beautiful. Oh my God, she's so much better than me, guys. Yeah, same, <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> that all sounds so great, you guys. Thank you so, so much for sharing your childhood memories, your favorite sweets, your very traumatic experiences with us today. I know I learned so much about Diwali. I had no idea I had five days and there was so much fire involved and I'm sure our listeners enjoyed it too. And hey man, we've already started building some community around Diwali. Thanks, guys. This is so much fun. And that's our show. Like what you heard? Please subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Now more than ever, people need to be hearing these stories. Please share our show with a friend or three. Want to learn more or got something to share? Visit modmypod.com or email us, hi mom, at modmypod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at modminpod. We'd love to hear from you. Now, here's a preview of our next episode. Some artists feel their art makes a statement on the world that is radical enough that that is, in fact, activism. But I really don't feel like it's doing the work of activism. I would love to think that what I write opens people's minds and maybe they can relate to it. And maybe it causes them to ask critical questions about themselves or be more critical about the world around them. But it's not activism. It's about that next step to get out there and do some kinds of grassroots work to actually affect change. We've always had writings of brilliant people that encourage us to really embrace one another and make this universe a better place, but we still have terrible things despite that. So art alone isn't going to cut it. That's it for now. I've been Raman Segel. And I'm still Sharon Lee Tony. Remember, we're all modern minorities out there. We'll talk to you soon. 